I am so grateful I stumbled upon meditation because that gets you in touch with your intuition. And again, HSPs usually have really strong intuition, but if we are around people a lot, we become codependent. If we are just surrounded by all those limiting beliefs all the time that we don't necessarily believe, it starts to influence us. So by meditating, we can start getting in touch with our inner knowing, our intuition, and get in tune with ourselves again. Welcome to another episode of Why Not Meditate podcast. I'm your host, Masako Kozawa, a teacher and a student of mindfulness meditation. I am so happy that you're here. I hope you are well. I know that this time of the year could mean a new school year for yourself or your children if you live in certain countries. And my daughter also recently went back to school as a seventh grader. And every time I witness evidence of her growth, I get very emotional. I feel bittersweet. Part of me is so happy and proud that she's growing and thriving. While another part of me feels sentimental about the moments that have passed and are no longer here. I guess I experience the same bittersweetness toward my own life as well. Part of me is happy about my own personal growth, and at the same time, I kind of miss who I used to be, you know, the previous version of myself. And also, it means it's the end of the summer season now, and I usually get very emotional and sad about it. But since I now live in Florida and it's practically summer climate most of the months, let's see if I feel any different this year. So, I've been feeling all emotional the last couple of weeks, and this kind of ties into today's episode. Today, we are talking with Prashna Moore about being a highly sensitive person. Often referred to as HSP. Presh is a certified life coach, specifically helping highly sensitive persons and empaths. It was several years ago when I discovered the term empath, and when I read the description of it, I totally identified myself with having all the characteristics as an empath. And while talking to Presh, I also identified myself as a highly sensitive person. And we dive into the difference between an empath and a HSP, their challenges and strength, and how meditation and mindfulness practice can be so helpful and almost necessary for us to thrive in life. You might be one of the highly sensitive persons, and having this knowledge will set you free. Or you might have highly sensitive persons in your family or friend circle or workplace. And knowing this information will make you a better parent, child, sibling, neighbor, friend, colleague, or leader. I am so thankful that Presh is not only spreading this information but also helping HSPs as a coach. Because just like me, she wishes that she had known this earlier. Oh, and I just found out that she is offering a free online goal setting workshop this Saturday. September 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific. I'll put the registration link on the show notes because you definitely want to take advantage of it. So, without further ado, please welcome my beautiful friend, Prish Namor. Hi, Prish. 
Thank you so much Hi. for being here today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. So I'm so glad that you're here. I've been wanting to talk to you. We've known each other over Instagram. We were in the same coaching program. And I just want to hear who you are, what you do, how you came to do what you do. I know that you are a certified life coach for highly sensitive persons specifically. So I assume that you identify yourself as highly sensitive person. And I just want to hear the whole story. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. It's just so soothing. Um, and I love the mission of your podcast as well. Yeah. So my name is Precious Namor. I go by Presh. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach for highly sensitive persons, um, also known as HSPs and empaths as well, which um, HSPs actually are empaths. So it's kind of all inclusive. Um, yeah, I started off always kind of knowing my personality traits, but HSP is actually a new term. So as a child, I was very observant. Um, I would like to observe before entering a situation. And I always had a lot of compassion for others. And so I knew all these qualities about myself that I um, really absorbed with the stimuli in my environment. Mm-hmm. But there was an turn to describe that. <laughs> People would call um, that type of personality shy, uh, maybe hesitant. And so maybe maybe some of your listeners can relate, or maybe I don't know if you can relate as well to that. I know you are an empath um, yeah. as you're a compassionate human for sure. So growing up, I always knew that about myself. And then more recently, um, I had really bad anxiety actually. And I really wanted to look more into my personality traits, knowing that I had the personality traits of an HSP, but not knowing the term. So kind of going a little, let's fast forward here. Um, I have five years of experience in marketing research, actually, um, in the higher education industry. And so I am so used to researching everything, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. in our culture, we're so used to just doing, doing, doing. Um, And so I just wanted to slow down a little bit and finally reflect within Being in higher education, I always wanted to study things and then implement. We're Mm -hmm. so used to researching, studying, implementing, and I realized I needed to slow down. Um, I got my Master of Business Administration degree, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I just got that feeling of what's next. Yeah. You know, we live our whole life feeling that there are certain things that we have to do, and then we get there. And we kind of feel a little empty inside. Yeah, like what now? Like I've checked all the boxes, but I don't really necessarily feel ready for anything. I don't feel like content. I don't feel fulfilled. So like what else do I need to do from here? (laughs) Exactly. That was the exact feeling that I had. Um, And that probably amplified my anxiety, to be quite Mm. honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I discovered, I started um, looking more within instead of looking at these things to do. Mm. And I discovered that I had the personality traits of a highly sensitive person. Um, Mm. There's a book called um, Highly Sensitive Person, How to Thrive When the World Overwhelms You. And that is a good knowledge to have. 
Exactly. It was the perfect book for me to come across. Um, and the author, Dr. Elaine Aaron, she invented the term HSP. Oh. And so that changed everything for me. There was finally yeah. a term, yeah. a term for my personality. Um, so that was wonderful. And it highlights all the strengths of highly sensitive people. And I, mm. once I discovered it, I wondered why more people didn't know about it. Yeah. So can we go over, I want to go over like the difference between highly sensitive person and also empath. Are there like distinctive difference between those two terms? That's a great question. There is. So um, all highly sensitive people are mostly empaths. Okay. But empaths aren't necessarily highly sensitive people. Oh. Um, so what they, what they share is being able to pick up on other emotions and energies. Mm-hmm. So that's what they have in common. Um, in addition to that, highly sensitive persons, um, they pick up on sensory stimuli as well more easily. Mm. And they um, process that deeply. So sound, sight, touch, smell, all of your senses. So that explains why I just cannot really go to certain places and feel peaceful. Like certain yes. places I just avoid. Like one of those places is like Costco. Like I get yes. headache by just walking through that place. I just cannot do it. That is hilarious. You said that my boyfriend is obsessed with Costco and we go multiple times a week. I try to stay home, but I understand you. I can relate to that. There's just it's so busy. much going on and so many people and so many cards and I just cannot handle it. <laughs> yes. The carts, how people are walking. Yeah. Navigating. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I'm glad you can relate. <laughs> yes, I can definitely relate. Um, so let's highlight the strengths of highly sensitive person. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, intuitiveness, really being able to rely on your intuition, um, creativity, you're able to be compassionate and empathetic, pick up on other people's emotions. Um, those are probably the top strengths um, of a highly sensitive person. Just knowing there is a label. Just being aware of that is a game changer. Absolutely. Because, you know, growing up, we don't know. Like, I did not know. I thought everybody was like me or maybe like I was weird being this way until like I did the research like you were talking about. I had to find out like if something is wrong with me, I need to know what's wrong with me and how I can handle things better just being who I was and me being like sensitive affected everything I did, all the relationships, the how I related to what I did, the family dynamics, everything was impacted by that. And feeling like somewhat like alone in that journey. I often felt lonely, like, oh, like most people don't get me or understand me. Yeah, I think a lot of HSPs can relate to that, unfortunately. And um, I think that's the great part of connecting with other people. And this label, it's so, I feel like it's so comforting to hear that somebody else had the same experience um, and that there's a label for it. But I can definitely relate to every single emotion that you just listed. So once you realize, once you became aware of why you have been in certain ways, then 
I bet everything shifted from there on. Definitely.、Um, I wish I would have learned about it younger. Definitely, since I probably learned what an HSP was maybe a year or two ago.、Mm. Um, but yes, I definitely look at those strengths instead of a lot of our society. So only fifteen to twenty percent of people are considered to be a highly sensitive person and having that personality trait. So as you can imagine, when Not that many people can relate to that personality trait. It becomes the minority and not the normal, and it's perceived as a weakness or an inconvenience.、Mm. I can definitely say that work is definitely an environment where, if you're an HSP and you're not aware of your strengths as an HSP, it might feel like you have a lot of weaknesses and that、yeah. um, you're not competent. But it's definitely not true. HSPs are definitely gifted, and it should be known. Out in the world, that HSPs have a lot of strengths. They actually make great artists,、um, as you must know yourself.、Um, <laughs> artists, leaders, definitely, since they are compassionate. Entrepreneurs,、mm-hmm. a lot of different creative and、um, just occupations where you can really reflect within. Yeah, so it's almost like we are more connected to our hearts than our mind. Can we rephrase it that way? Yeah, absolutely. I love to refer to、um, HSPs and empaths as heart-centered humans. <laughs>、uh, that's kind that. of my—that's my over-encompassing umbrella term for. I love that.、People. What was your journey has been? Did you go through like certain struggles, and that's how you came into like doing the research to f- somehow like fix something in you? I think so. So actually, before I got into research, all my life I used to write songs as a child to express my emotions.、Mm. I, I was very artistic. I wanted to be a fashion designer.、Mm. Um, my father is very hardworking. My parents、um, came from humble beginnings, and so they they really wanted me to just go to college and you know stick with something that、um, that I would be safe in and financially secure. And so my father suggested marketing. Because you can be artistic, but it's also financially stable career or thought、mm-hmm. to be.、Um, so I went into marketing research. I'm interested in psychology and the human brain. So I thought that would give me an opportunity to look into that and and how we think.、Um, so yeah, that's how I got into marketing research.、Mm-hmm. Completely different career than I intended. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you are using your character of being highly sensitive. You're applying that to what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I've learned so much working in corporate for over five years in marketing research. So I really brought that to my career as a certified life coach for highly sensitive persons and empaths. So、mm-hmm. I feel like one of the biggest struggles,、um, kind of like I mentioned before, but. Working in the workplace as an HSP, if you're not aware that you are a highly sensitive person, or if you're aware of those personality traits, but you're constantly told that you're hesitant or too shy, it can really affect your self-image and your work performance. Yeah.、Um, so I I strongly believe in just letting HSPs know about their strengths and how they can completely just change their life, including their work performance. Their emotional wellness、mm-hmm. by just knowing they're an HSP and、um, changing their thoughts and how they view themselves as an HSP.、Mm. 
it's comforting to know that there are people like us out there. And looking back at my corporate career, I worked in legal industry for 15 years. And the people that I really like resonated with turned out to be also highly sensitive people. All right. <laughs> we kind of like detect each other and feel comfortable with each other. And we kind of end up congregating together. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, another fact about HSPs, we really appreciate deeper um, relationships. And so we like to talk in depth about different topics instead of having small talks. So it really helps finding other HSPs who are interested in um, just really getting to know one another, having a heart to heart conversation. Definitely. So one thing I really avoided, like a plague at workplace was small talk at our kitchen area where you get to go, you know, get coffee. I really dreaded that, like saying like, same old things like, how are you? How's it? What's going on? Like those questions, I just disliked (laughs) answering or asking and like talking about the weather, talking about what's what's going on in the you know, political field or sports or whatever. I just, I just couldn't like get into it. So I usually just stay quiet and then leave immediately after I got coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. Yes. I can relate to that. You just want to have that human connection and trying to connect over the weather. It's just not the, the depth that you're looking for. Right. And it's not like I am antisocial. I don't think highly sensitive people are antisocial at all. Just like you said, we want to have a heartfelt conversation. If people are talking in the kitchen, what lights them up or what's their life purpose? Then I am 100% there. I want to join the conversation. (laughs) Yes, I totally agree with that. Yes. I mean, it really affected a lot of things. Since I was unconscious about it for many years of my life, the way I handled relationships, I just became so codependent looking back because I was absorbing the other person's emotion and I did not know that I was doing it. And I could not really like identify what emotion was mine and what emotion was theirs. And I felt like I was kind of pulled into so many different directions and I lost center. Yeah, that's definitely one of the main things that I really like to help people with because I was the same exact way as well. I also experienced that. And I think once you're out of it, out of that type of relationship, if you, or maybe not around that person as often, you can really start to see that, but it's so hard when you're in the middle of it, feeling those emotions all of the time. Yeah. It definitely is difficult to separate your own from their emotions because you care so much. You can really relate to what they're going through and it almost feels like your own experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So number one thing is to identify and become aware that you're highly sensitive, right? Yes. And then from there... How can you help them? So you coach them through different stages, I believe. But when they identify they're highly sensitive, what's the next step that they can take? Yeah, so um, really just learning about it and then doing a lot of thought work 
So you want to identify all the thoughts that you've been having about yourself. And that can take time because we have a lot of subconscious thoughts. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them we pick up from society, we might not necessarily think, oh, I'm a hesitant person. Um, The truth might be, oh, I like to be observant before I enter a situation. I know that's true for a lot of HSPs. Um, And so And so once you identify what those thoughts are that you've been having, you're able to determine whether you actually think they're true or not, and then pick an intentional thought. So it can can take time. We have layers and layers of programming and limiting beliefs that we accumulate over time that might not necessarily be our own beliefs. So I did, I worked through that with a lot of my clients and then um, meditation like your whole podcast is about, I am so grateful I stumbled upon meditation because that gets you in touch with your intuition. And again, HSPs usually have really strong intuition, but if we are around people a lot, we become codependent. If we are just surrounded by all those limiting beliefs all the time that we don't necessarily believe, it starts to influence us. So by meditating, we can start getting in touch with our inner knowing, our intuition, and get in tune with ourselves again. So those two things, thought work and meditation are crucial for HSPs. Hmm. I totally hear you. I think that's how I got so much into meditation because it was just so loud outside Yeah, and I needed to be quiet and meditation was a way for me to get quiet, not only in that like physically quiet place, but mentally quiet place. Yes. And um, I remember, I don't know if it was like this for you at first, but it was just something completely new to try to sit down and not do anything, clear my mind to meditate. It's almost counterintuitive, but it's so crucial in your well-being. Yeah. I don't know if it's nowadays or it's always been this way, but things are so busy. Things move so fast, partly because of the technology. I was just looking back when I first got into the legal industry, I was in patent law industry and we used to mail patent applications to the patent office. We shipped it, the paper, and then it became e-filing and then it's convenient. But at the same time, the amount of work that we had to get done per day kind of increased you know, like when you're like mailing paper to the somewhere, you have to wait for a few days at least to get confirmation that it's been delivered. And then you can let the client know like, hey, this has been delivered. It's been filed. This is the proof. But if you do e-filing, it's done instantly. So you have to let the client know by the end of the business day. And in a way, it kind of put a lot more on our plate. And that makes sense. Doing has become so much more, it feels like, like the things that we need to get done or we could get done in one day has become so much more. And also it never ends. The emails are open for 24-7 and it's convenient, but at the same time, exhausting. And it's doubly um, exhausting for highly sensitive people like us. Definitely. Yes. And there are so many distractions out there. Yes. Everything's moving so quickly. I like to talk about this a lot, but um, also as a highly sensitive person, 
I just wanted, you know, quick fixes all the time, you know, to keep going. And so I wouldn't sit with my emotions and um, I would go for a run maybe or do something high energy, you know, Mm -hmm. to outpace my mind of, yeah, just all these distractions all the time um, when I should have been meditating (laughs) to begin with. (laughs) I just want to emphasize meditation is, is really incredible. Yeah, it, it's been a game changer for me and then for you as well. So meditation is one of the things that you do as a routine, I believe, to keep yes. you centered and peaceful. Correct. Yes. Are there any other things that you would do? Like, for example, if you know you're going to meet a group of people, are there any like rituals or routines that you do beforehand to prepare yourself? It's a great question. Yeah, I definitely, um, I'm also really big on thought work. So I want to make sure, you know, often when we go into a situation, I love connecting with people and talking to people, but of course I get nervous sometimes (laughs) I'm human. So I really make sure that I manage my mind and focus on the excitement of it all instead of maybe the fearful thoughts of, Oh, I'm so nervous. Mm -hmm. I like to focus on, ooh, who can I connect with today? Maybe I can learn someone's story today. Maybe I can change someone's life today type of thing. So just really focusing on positive, positive thoughts. Mm. Yeah. And also like protecting your own energy. Yes. That's something we kind of need to do in order to stay peaceful. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. So, um, Along with that, having positive thinking, I like to make sure that when I'm talking to somebody, I don't make something mean. You know, as HSPs, we really absorb people's verbal verbal yep. cues. Yeah. And we're also overthinkers sometimes. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> there are benefits, so many benefits. Yes. Um, but um, overthinking can occur if you're not managing your mind. And so just talking to people, I have to remind myself, you know, you know, maybe the other person's nervous. If they're acting a certain way, it doesn't mean that they're disinterested or they don't agree with part of my story. Or even if they do, it's okay. You know, so um, that's something huge that I had to learn as an HSP to protect my energy. And um, it's something that I implement into my coaching as well. But just being able to manage your own mind and how you interpret feedback that you're receiving, it's definitely important. And especially like, I find it difficult to do that when it comes to like texting. Yes. Like if I was talking to somebody in person, I have more cues to interpret with, right? But like texting, if I did not get a response for like five hours, does this mean, you know, <laughs> yes. maybe what I sent did not matter to that person. Maybe like that person doesn't want to engage in me or I mean, all of those overthinking happens. Yes, that definitely happens. Yep. (laughs) Are there any tips that you can share when that happens? (laughs) Yeah, I think everything is just about kind of remaining neutral. That's what I really had to learn um, through the whole coaching process is just trying not, we we truly don't know the reason for something. That's um, true. First of all, so we can never assume. Second of all, even if somebody didn't respond because they're mad, are they going to be mad forever, you know, or maybe it was something they needed to hear. And maybe they're mad for a little bit. And then, you know, things will be okay. So I think as HSPs, because we feel other people's emotions, um, we really attach meaning to everything. 
Yeah. But it, it's not necessary, you know, and it it drains our energy. So that's definitely something just to to be aware of as an HSP is that everything has to have a meaning. And even if it has a meaning, you know, is it the end of the world type of type of thing? <laughs> Usually not. <laughs> Usually not. <laughs> and it, I think being highly sensitive is almost like a highway to being people pleaser. Yes. Just because yep. you can pick up on things. You can kind of predict certain things, like you want to prevent certain things from happening, or you want to protect somebody or protect yourself, and then you become a people-pleasing person. That doesn't really lead you to a happy, peaceful place at the end. Exactly. Yes, that's definitely another thing I had to learn. So along with codependency, people-pleasing is a huge issue for everybody, but um, as well as highly sensitive people wanting to sensing other people's emotions and wanting them to be positive so that you also have a positive experience both of you at the same time. But again, yeah, that can bring you out of misalignment. Another reason to meditate, (laughs) bring yourself back to center, remind yourself that you have your own emotions, your own thing going on, and it helps you kind of separate from other people's emotions again. So yes, people pleasing is definitely one of the largest problems. Um, to have, yeah, especially just I'm curious if those 15% of the population, yes, I wonder what the uh, ratio between men and women. You know, I definitely should look into that. I haven't looked into that yet. I know introverts versus extroverts, but I do not know percentage of men. That would be really interesting to look into. Yeah. Since I mostly interact with people on Instagram, I do notice some male HSPs maybe, you know, in the background, kind of looking around the page for information. But yeah, that would be great to really focus on as well. I can't imagine it would be very difficult as a male HSP as well. Yeah. And since you mentioned introvert and extrovert, are we mostly introverted? Yes. So 70% of HSPs are introverted, 30% are extroverted. But however, I find it very interesting. Would you consider yourself an introvert or extrovert? I would consider myself introvert. Okay, I would as well. But we like to connect with other humans, which is the odd thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's just maybe having to take that time to um, re-energize as an introvert so that we can connect with humans again, because we connect with them so deeply, we need to recover. So that's my theory. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can relate. So you have a coaching program, and it's one on one coaching for 12 months. Is that right? Correct? Yes. So how does that go? How does that flow? So I assume people who come to you have already identified themselves as highly sensitive person. Yes, mostly. Or maybe um, they might see some of the problems that I talk about and kind of connect with that as well. So they might not know that they're an HSP yet, but okay, yes. So you identify them as HSP if they are. Is there like um, a test or quiz that they can take to determine? Yes, I actually have a quiz on my website. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's um, www.instanteasetheshop.com. So um, I have a tab. It's called the HSP quiz. And it's a 10-question quiz, so it goes pretty quickly. But that can help them identify whether they're an HSP or not. Okay. Is it like a grading scale? Like 
can you be like 100% HSP or can you be like 50% or? Um, there are three categories through my quiz. I'm sure in reality, that's what it's like, kind of like a spectrum of HSPs. But um, the quiz that I have is you most likely are, most likely are not, or it could be either way. Mm. So I, I don't want to tell anybody they are 100% an HSP um, <laughs> since it is a personality trait. Ultimately, right. it's kind of a guide to decide, but mm. it should be a useful tool to help people identify whether they're an HSP or not. So, okay, let's say they identify themselves as HSP and then they want to get some help from you. How does the coaching sessions go? Yeah, so um, I usually talk to them to kind of figure out what they're going through, um, what they would like to work through. Um, we meet weekly for mm -hmm. 60 minute sessions for a whole 12 months because I want to make sure as an HSP that, you know, we're identifying all of the blind spots that they haven't discovered yet. Um, that they're getting help with changing their thinking, reaching the goals that they want, and then maintaining all of that as mm -hmm. well. So I think 12 months is definitely a good time frame to really make sure that they're all set. Yeah. And the knowledge itself, it, when it's embodied, well, like it's one thing to know who you are, right? And then right. it's another thing to know what to do, but it's also another thing to actually implement and embody what you have learned. Yes, it can be overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, we're not aware of a lot of things that we do. We take everything about ourselves for granted. So when somebody can point it out and let us know, then yeah, we can work on it for the first time maybe in our life. Absolutely. Are there any areas that you're personally working on? I am working on focusing on serving my people. So anyone in my audience, I want to make sure. So the first step is really working on yourself, obviously, as an HSP is one thing. And then as a coach, you know, being able to separate all of your, all the things you're working on so that you can put that aside and provide value to the people who are following your page. Because I just, I want to call it a movement. Hopefully it becomes a movement, <laughs> the HSP yes. movement. Yeah. Um, it's just so important to me that I want to make sure I'm doing all that I can do to put that knowledge out there. So I self-coach a lot. Definitely. I am so grateful for overcoming anxiety from learning all these uh, mindfulness practices and doing thought work. So I think that was my largest hurdle when I first encountered everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, becoming a life coach, being able to focus on the things that I actually want to accomplish um, and making sure that my mind is fully managed. Yeah, It's kind of broad, but yes, that's what I'm working on right now. It's awesome. I'm so glad that you found a tool that helped you and you're now extending this assistance to other highly sensitive folks that who might not be even aware that they are. Thank you. Yeah, it really, um, it really just breaks my heart to think about just people feeling like there's something wrong with them. And just constantly being told that they need to fit in some other categories some other box, when they're absolutely perfect the way they are. And if they just knew that about themselves, they would be a whole different person. Yeah. So. And a whole different life that they can lead. Definitely. Yeah. You mentioned your website and I also love following you on Instagram. Can you share your Instagram handle? 
Yeah, it's um, instant ease underscore with Presh and Presh is P-R-E-S-H. Okay. I love all the cute reels that you create and then post. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And people can reach you through your website or Instagram either way. Correct. Yes. I have everything linked to my Instagram and I also have a book now button on my profile page as well for a free consultation. Great. I will include both links on the show notes and thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey. And also like, thank you for showing up for your assignment. It's not always easy to work with people when you're highly sensitive. I know that. So thank you for making yourself available. Thank you. It was so nice talking to you and I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Do you now identify yourself or people around you as highly sensitive person or as an empath? Here are the takeaways. Number one, a highly sensitive person, often referred to as HSP, is someone who is thought to have an increased or deeper central nervous system sensitivity to physical, emotional, or social stimuli. An empath is someone with the paranormal ability to apprehend the mental or emotional state of another individual. If you are a HSP, you are most likely an empath as well. But if you are an empath, you are not necessarily a HSP. Number two, if you are a HSP, you might experience physical symptoms by walking into certain types of places or situations that overstimulate your senses. Number three, HSPs are usually intuitive, creative, compassionate, and empathetic. These characteristics are strengths, but you may not realize it until you learn about them. Number four, approximately 15 to 20% of the population is considered to be highly sensitive people, and 70% of HSPs classify themselves as introverted. After spending some time surrounded with people, they need to have some quiet time by themselves and recharge. Number five, one of the things HSPs don't like is making small talks, so they might shy away from social gatherings. However, it doesn't mean that they are antisocial. They tend to long for deeper conversations and connections. Number six, For empaths and HSPs, it is sometimes confusing to identify which emotions are theirs and which are somebody else's. It is critical to choose the right people to be surrounded with and also set a proper boundary. Number seven, thought work and meditation can help HSPs to get in touch with themselves and their intuition, which is crucial for their well-being. Number eight, HSPs have a tendency to overthink, and that becomes challenging. Try to stay neutral and not to take anything personal or make an assumption for other people's words and behaviors. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find more about Presh and her offerings at her website at instanteastheshop.com. Also check out her Instagram at instantease underscore with Presh. She has the cutest reels. And the last but not the least, 
you can attend a virtual workshop for goal setting this Saturday, September 10th. It's a 90 minute free workshop. It is so generous so far. It is free, but you do need to register to attend. So go ahead and register at the link on the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I know that there are so many other podcasts out there, and you choosing this podcast means so much to me. So thank you. If this conversation touched you or inspired you in any way, please let me know. Please share the screenshot on your Instagram story and tag me at masakozawa underscore photography. I would love to hear from you. And if you know someone who would enjoy listening to this episode, please share it. You can text or email them a link to this episode. Also, if you'd like to connect with me or with other Why Not Meditators, I have a private Facebook group called Why Not Meditate. I would love to connect with you there. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend who might benefit from meditation. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, why not meditate?